so podcasting remotely can be challenging. And getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash glee on the rocks and enter the promo code glee on the rocks, you'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. God, I want that. Why didn't we get that? Because we didn't write glee. You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome to uh, the next episode of Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. And this is uh, season three, episode 22. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. I like how it sounds like that's just the podcast. <laughs> that's episode 22. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> you you are the weakest link. Goodbye. We officially give up. We've just given up. This is like a eclipse episode, isn't it? I'd forgotten that. There's a lot of flashbacks. It yeah. is a flashback episode. So um the the Netflix recap of this episode is graduation is finally here and McKinley High's class of 2012 looks to the past and present while contemplating the future. Mm. So yeah, it's a clip show. It is the season finale and apparently they didn't want to do too much writing and just uh, went to each and every character and did like a, and what are you doing next year, Johnny? Should we talk about Clayne last so we have something to look forward to? Is that something to look forward to? I mean, in the scope of the episode. <laughs> I mean, my official note for Kurt and Blaine Talk is I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, one of why my... did they never kiss in the rain? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> one of my notes was, was this foreshadowing? Mm. I, I put too much foreshadowing. So. <laughs> I didn't want to give them credit. So, so this episode was written and directed by Brad Falchuk. And by season four, I think we can say that R.I.B. start to take a few steps back from the show. Mm -hmm. But like when season four is airing, there was a lot of talk in the fandom of like, did they just pull this shit out of their asses? Because that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. But now rewatching this episode, I, I do not want to give them credit for jack shit. I don't. But uh, there feels like some setup for Clayne in this one. And I, I hate to say that. No, it's true. Because I felt the same thing about even Santana's storyline in this episode. I was like, oh, I forgot that she 
is like I want to go to New York this early on. I was thinking for mm-hmm. some reason that didn't happen until season four. So, yeah, it just it feels like a lot of there actually feels like some setup that that's not going to go well for almost anyone. So we give Glee some credit. This might be like the one time that they wrote something ahead of time. I mean, did they write it ahead of time or were they like, well, we need ideas for next season. So let's (laughs) make it a trash fire. (laughs) Yeah. If it's a trash fire, we can do whatever we want. Exactly. Generally just foreshadow that things will be aflame and they won't know what. And, And the angrier part of me is like, well, everyone likes Clayton, so if we fuck them up, right, then there's more to do. But it's also like Finchel basically breaks up in this episode, which we'll get to that because I got so many opinions about all that. <laughs> and then Clayton is basically saying like, no, we're going to stay together and we're going to work it out. Like, obviously, there's some, not, you know, it doesn't feel completely warm and fuzzy, but Tina and Mike have no conversation and Brittany and Santana have no conversation about what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, or like you know, how Brittany they might has, navigate the next stage of their relationship. So, especially since Brittany is going to the Purdue chicken farm, but but not yet because she has to repeat a year because she had a zero point zero GPA. Yes. What? How was she on the Cheerios? I, You're gonna have a C average to be in a sport. This is bullshit. I know. I know. This is Glee straight making shit up. Making shit up. They literally were just like, who do we have left? Who's going to be a senior next year? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Got to find some fucking reason for yeah. somebody to stay back. Yeah, we got to keep someone the audience likes. We better uh, throw Brittany back the in there. Couples, really? Yeah, really. really Let's break up all the couples. We're going to break up throw all them the couples. There. Fucking bullshit. Well, I mean, so the plot of this episode really is a clip show. Do we just want to go through the characters and kind of break down what they're doing? Because there isn't... That's probably a good idea. There isn't much of a plot beyond people, half the Glee Club are suddenly seniors, we decided, in this season. And they're now graduating and half the Glee Club are not seniors and are not graduating. Um, And this is the, the split. So should we... Maybe we should just go go down a list. Yeah. Okay. It starts with Kurt, and I actually enjoyed Kurt's little yeah. flashback moments. Mm-hmm. His little voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. It was really poignant, actually, surprisingly. I'm I'm biased towards Kurt, obviously, but um I mean same. I don't know. His his parts in the episode, with the exception of the Kurt and Blaine talking, that just um I'm Again, I'm biased with the curtain blade talking. He does get the best scene in the episode, which is Papa Bert. Yes. 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 Doing a single ladies reprise for him in the in the auditorium. I mean, my note is just like yes. used talent there. Yep. My note is just Bert with like six <laughs> yes. crying mm-hmm. faces because I didn't expect him to show up, and he's yep. doing so. <sighs> yeah. It was lovely. True acting. The true talent there of uh, of Mike O'Malley, just extraordinary, and like he gives the best dad speeches of. I am proud of what you and I did together. I'm proud of us too. Do you remember when it started? When we turned a corner and started walking towards each other rather than in opposite directions? 
tell me. Oh, screw that. I'm going to show you. He does. Um, it's never maudlin, and it's never um, overwrought, but it's still heartfelt. Like, it's still good. And it really, like, that's from season one, so I like that mm-hmm. they kind of summarized Kurt's arc, arc like that so far. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, I mean, it goes without saying, but, like, what a fucking fetus Chris Colfer was yes. in the first season. <laughs> like, it's so crazy to see the flashback literally from, like, season three to season one Kurt and just be like, yeah. oh, my God, he's mm-hmm. a different yeah. person. The shots of Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat at the very start of yes. the episode. Like, his height compared to, like, everyone else. <laughs> wow. Yes. I'm sure Chris Colfer loved that. Okay, and that part got me a little bit. Like, I, we all feel about Shu the way that we feel about Shu, but, like, him kind of, like, seeing them the way the Glee Club started out mm-hmm. and them doing Sit Down to Rock in the Boat as, like, seniors, it got me a little bit. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was way better to me than all the flashbacks to, like, Don't Stop Believing. Like, that feels, oh, like, yeah. actually, like, funny and genuine. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, I liked Kurt's song. Yeah, I that's like a it great lot. song. I love that's, that he got a song. It's one of my got a favorite song. Chris solos. Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't love his dedication in the song to no, like I hated all them. Yeah, yeah, it's so sense. weird. It made like, no weird fucking fuck. sense. They had entire episodes where the plot was about like Kurt not feeling accepted as one of the guys. Yep, exactly. Yes. And suddenly it's like to the men in the room who've supported me, like the who who did what. The what now? Literally, that was all made up. Like, Mercedes, your best friend? Yeah. Mm, Rachel, who's supposed to be your friend? Mm, The men in this room who have done absolutely nothing for you? Okay. All right. And in some cases, used to actively bully you. Literally, dump you in dumpsters? Yeah. Yeah. The best part of that for me, though, was when, okay, so they pan to, like, each of the guys, because that's his dedication. So, like, as he's singing, they, like, pan, and then they pan. They pan to fucking Joe Hart. Like, Kurt mm-hmm. has ever talked to him one single time. He never has talked to Joe not one single time. Yeah. They're like, we're going to put him in there, I guess. <laughs> this random guy, he's, like, sometimes sitting nearby in the choir yeah. room. They exist in the same room together. He needs a yep. special moment in the song. But... The song itself is stellar. Yes. Um, insert song clip here. And I remember the love that you gave me. Now that I'm standing on my own, I'll remember the way that you changed me. I'll remember. Um, (laughs) I thought it was really weird that some of the seniors got songs and the other ones didn't. Yeah. Like, I didn't really... Yeah. Like, I actually had anticipated this episode being just chock full of music. Uh, But where was anybody else? Yeah. He was like, sing a song to say goodbye, and then nobody else did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rachel had her song at the end but it wasn't a classroom yeah and then what finn well it's sort of a group number Mm -hmm. which was good i thought Corey actually like it's like they figured out how to actually have Corey 
do well in songs like right toward the end i know right at the end they found his his niche in the right kind of music it's a shame so after kurt we get like these like one-off lines about what other characters are doing like during santana's part i think she congratulates mercedes and we like find out what Mercedes is doing. Like you're right. Yeah. Mercedes didn't even get her own song when she actually has this cool thing that happened. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Sam is the one who's like, didn't you hear Mercedes got a recording contract? She's moving to Hollywood. She's going to be a superstar by Christmas guaranteed. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I did not appreciate that. Um, writing out of Mercedes Jones of the show right there. That was yeah. bullshit. She didn't mm-hmm. even get to do it on her own. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Annoying. I mean, even we can say a white guy is the one who gets to tell her story. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And it's because she doesn't even tell the. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't even tell the news. Sam tells the news. Gross. And she's taking extension classes at UCLA, which is fine. I'm so annoyed about that. Now. I mean, like already, it kind of annoyed me. But thinking of it like that, like yeah, Mercedes deserved so much better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Thank God she comes back later. I forget when, but. Mm-hmm. Mike uh, gets a scholarship in Chicago to dance. I guess I, I didn't. That I one went like, so fast it. that I was yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, bye." Yeah. I mean, he literally <laughs> got half a minute justice yep. for Harry Shum Jr. Um, Santana has a scholarship to Louisville. Which I'm told is how you pronounce that, and not Louisville. Louisville. I don't know yeah. Louisville. I heard it's in the throat. Um, but also wants to go to New York to pursue her dreams. Her mother is revealed to be Gloria Estefan, obviously. So cool. <laughs> who doesn't sing? I know. What criminal? Criminal. Where is Get on Your Feet? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, Where is the duet of Get On Your Feet? As she shuttles Santana off to New York. Them just dancing through the streets of New York. Oh my god, I want that. Why didn't we get that? Because life's not fair. Because we didn't write Glee. Um, At the same time... We practiced a lot. We really tried hard, you guys. We tried. we did. There's a letter writing campaign to Ryan Murphy's office. Or wait, did we only imagine that? I can't remember now. Um, definitely wrote to his Twitter. I don't know. Yes, a letter, a Twitter writing campaign to his Twitter. To yeah, his, his, his tweeties. Yes. Well, that was what Free Pav was all about. Yeah. <laughs> um, concurrently with Santana is Brittany because they go together. And... Santana is having trouble leaving Lima because Brittany somehow is not going to graduate. Uh, when she because... just drops casually over dinner with Santana's mom, like it's not mm-hmm. a big deal and no one mm-hmm. reacts to it. Like it's mm-hmm, a big mm-hmm, deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like mm-hmm. We're talking about not graduating high school. That's kind of a big deal. And so again, it was a huge deal that Puck was failing one geography test Mm-mm. Brittany right. has a 0.0 GPA yeah. and, no and no one, one has, has said, said anything 
God. So true. Yeah. So what happened? Like, is it because that no one takes her seriously? Like, what are we... What are we doing? Um, I did... <laughs> I will say her, her line about getting into Purdue made me laugh. I understand you got into Purdue University? Not the university, the poultry farm. It was good. It was a good line. It's stupid, but it was a good line. Um, but Santa is considering staying with her in Lima. I mean, that part seems kind of realistic to me. Like, being afraid of the future and not wanting to give up a nice thing you have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I wish we could have had more of that instead of, like, you know, 40 minutes of Rachel angst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess Rachel yep. only had like the last part of the episode, but still, it felt like forty minutes. What's well, kind of like interwoven in there, right? Like it's, um, it's kind of in there throughout it because she's worried about um, the Niata letters plus Finn's. Where does he think he's going? The inside the actor's studio. Yeah, Where is that is that pace? Does he think he's getting the pace? We'll talk about foreshadowing, like the scene where he auditions. He's like, you'd be a very like special case if you got in. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there's no fucking way. I still want to know how he got an audition. I feel like, like he said he like pulled some strings. Somebody pulled strings for him or something. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Did anyone else have segments besides Kurt, Santana, and... Rachel? Quinn. Oh, oh Quinn. Yeah. Quinn. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I, I made a note about being mad that we never get any sort of um, payoff from the, the Quinn and Rachel scene. Mm. Um, because Quinn gives Rachel, like, a ticket to visit her. Like, we literally, oh, do we yeah. ever see them again after this, like, being friends? No. While we're on the subject of Quinn, what the fuck was that scene? <laughs> what did you guys think about? Because I'm like struggling to wrap my head around it. She she has this scene with Puck where I guess I don't she goes like into it. it. I hate it, right? <laughs> but she goes into it, I guess, being like, I'm the only person that can help break Puck out of his funk i guess like she realizes this she's mm -hmm. like i'm riding high all my dreams came true i'm going to yale whatever but puck needs my help so i will go kiss him mm -hmm. for some reason but like she's like tries to pump him up i've been like you're the guy who remember she <laughs> i didn't write the whole thing down because it was just so ridiculous she was like you caught a, the foot, the winning like touchdown pass for the game, and you like ate something weird that nobody else wanted to eat. Like I just, I was like, wow, that's really all she could say. That's the mm -hmm. best thing they came up with. Because mm -hmm. he's she, done nothing else. He's done nothing else. I know. It was weird. I didn't like that. Quinn is just constantly being used for different plots, and here it is again, just using her. Yeah, and to like bolster a male ego, <sighs> to like literally with like yeah, yeah, why he sex can appeal. like suddenly pass this test like mm -hmm. wow. If I kiss this dude, he'll be better at a test. Like, will he though? Yeah, <laughs> is that 
Is that how that works? <laughs> I mean, good for having confidence in yourself, but mm -hmm. mm, pass. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one. Yeah, I didn't uh, appreciate any of that. I just didn't. Yeah, it was weird. It, yeah, you're right. It's just another example of them not knowing to do what to do with Quinn. And it's honestly a weird goodbye for her because I feel like if we were looking at this as a really like endpoint for all the characters, which it's not, but like they're presenting it like that. They're graduating, mm -hmm. they're seniors. If this was the last time we ever saw Quinn and it almost is, it wasn't even about her. It was about Puck. And that's mm -hmm. so fucked up to me. There's so many other places they could have gone with her storyline. Like seeing her go to Yale. <laughs> Yeah, or like something with Beth, mm, her mm -hmm. daughter that she's like, apparently still lives in the same town as question mark. I Confusing. don't, I don't know where Shelby is. We don't know I what don't happened know. there. They never like they could have wrapped that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even and like Idina Menzel didn't have even have to be there. Like it could have just been in her voiceover, mm -hmm. showed a picture with her or something. Like mentioned that she's like seeing Beth. I mean, and if they, they really wanted to do a scene with Puck and Quinn, like the two of them saying goodbye to Beth because they're leaving yeah. for like mm, college mm -hmm. or whatever, what would have been a nice one. Yep, one final goodbye. And yet, this is what we did instead. Yeah. But are we that surprised? No. Mm -mm. I just, yeah that kind of stuff and, becomes um, extremely frustrating yeah i mean it's just quinn deserved better that's really just it does. the whole she theme does. of the whole show like mm -hmm. they just i guess the prom episode kind of tried to bring her storyline to a resolution point but <sighs> yeah it did i don't but... think any of it succeeded personally <laughs> No, and it's it's like if she wasn't being degraded somehow with like mm. um, bad breakups or being cheated on or uh, teen pregnancy, um, uh, trying to steal a baby back from an adopted mm -hmm. mother, like then there was nothing for her to do or uh, getting into a car crash. There wasn't something for her to do. So now that yeah. she's graduating and seems happy, that's like, OK, just leave. Just get out, yeah. get out of the scene. We're done. Bye. And that was really the problem with them giving her so many weird, different traumas. Mm -hmm. It was like you can't really make a make something that comes full circle because there's been too many things. Like mm -hmm. they could have gone back to the fact that she was paralyzed or the fact that she was had a baby like just in a way that was more than just superficial but it's like she got up out of her wheelchair and now that's that mm -hmm. God, they really did give her so much shit <sighs> it's horrible her, her story was very um uh what's the oh my god i can't even think of the, the word um soap opera like daytime soap opera yeah. now she's pregnant and doesn't know the father and now she's been paralyzed but suddenly she can walk yeah. Like what what's next this week? Totally. It is just is, like a soap opera. We're like yeah. it's more for the shock value than it is for the character mm -hmm. development. Yep. Car over, crash. Over and over. Pregnancy. Cheating. 
All we need is an evil twin. I was going to say, I'm surprised she didn't have it. Yeah. (laughs) Where was the evil twin? We needed an evil twin. Dude. I read that fic. Yeah. Would have been a nice change. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh no, we did. Skank Skank Quinn was evil twin, right? Evil twin. (laughs) Basically. We had one. Yeah. Yeah. Because literally she was like right back to just being like blonde and whatever, Mm -hmm. like the next episode. Yep. Yep. Poor Quinn. If anybody has like a good fan fiction recommendation to like heal that for me, that would be nice. (laughs) I need somebody who who really took some time to like fill in all those gaps and make it make sense because I'm forever bitter. Drop it in the comments. You know, feel free. Send us that. Send the DMs. Okay. And um, then, so who's left after that? Just Well, we've got, um, we got Rachel and Finn and Kurt and Blaine. Mm. Uh, There was a scene with Sue and... With Quinn? um, Yeah, but also Sue and... Oh my god, what's her name? Roz. Roz. Yeah, Roz. Um, Yeah, also the two of them had a scene. Which was not really a wrap-up for anything, because they're not going... Well, you know, theoretically, they're just teachers. They're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. It did feel a little final, though, didn't it? Or am I just making that up? It did, yeah. Which is kind of what confused me. I don't know if they were just trying to make everything feel final. Yeah, true. Or what. But like you said, like they're both still teachers at the school. (laughs) I mean, this episode was like trying to both be a season finale and also vaguely a series finale. Right. Yeah. It was like a just-in-case kind of thing, mm-hmm. it felt like. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. It was, it was jumbled. Um, so I guess we can talk about Kurt and Blaine so that we can leave Rachel's goodbye as the goodbye? The okay. Episode? It's going to get me fired up, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some of this episode... Uh, we get a little bit of time with Kurt and Blaine because Blaine has rightfully pointed out that Kurt is graduating and Blaine is not for reasons unknown because Blaine is a senior. And um, in my world, anyway. Well, um, this is Ryan Murphy's world. We're all just living in it. Are we, though? Living or are we dying? <laughs> dying. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Blaine is apparently the only one of the two who is slightly concerned that they're going to be living 2,000 miles apart all of a sudden. Um, And he wants to talk about post-graduation plans, and Kurt does not. Um, And Kurt's solution is, uh, we're going to figure out this whole long-distance thing and then not coming up with a solid plan. So it's going to go really well for them. In this rewatch, I have been more on team Clay storylines making sense in the real world context, which is stupid because this is Glee and none of it makes sense in a real world context ever. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, Rachel's dream is Broadway, then she gets the role, then she immediately flubs it and goes to Hollywood. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense, right? It's like even within its own show logic, it doesn't make sense. And I know that. 
Mm-hmm. However, I do think it's very strange that try not to get ahead of myself, but there's multiple conversations in this episode that are very strange because it's like, even if this high school graduation is the latest it could possibly be, it's Mm mid-June? College doesn't start until earliest August. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're talking about minimum two months between now and and obviously it's the end of the season and the next season is not going to air until... September or whatever so it's like I get that that they have to wrap up the plot lines but like it kind of doesn't make any sense for Kurt and Blaine to have this conversation yet because Kurt's not leaving yet like Mm -hmm. even if he gets into Niata which he doesn't know if he has yet he won't be leaving for New York for at least a couple of months so it is kind of Blaine getting ahead of himself to be like let's have this conversation now and like I feel like I get why it feels more present because they're all doing this saying goodbye thing in Glee Club and signing the yearbooks and whatnot. But um, in some ways, I kind of get Kurt just being like, no, we don't have to have that figured out right now because, like, they don't. Yeah. But for the narrative arc in the show, yeah. you're correct. It's very um, foreboding. <laughs> yeah. For their the reactions. It's like, yeah. It's very insecure and Kurt is very much like, yeah. Not being present yeah in a way that is constructive yeah narratively when yeah one partner's like hey you're gonna be leaving in a couple months we should we should talk about this and the other person's like no we're good like i I didn't like it (laughs) yeah this is a little dismissive (laughs) especially for current blame being such a anchor for the show and such a fan favorite it's like y'all just half-ass the fuck out of that well, and I also think back to a couple, well, actually, it's probably half a season now of their whole fucking Chandler tan hands argument where hey. Blaine's whole thing was like, I moved schools for you. Yeah. And now Kurt's just fucking leaving. Like, you gotta talk to your boy. I mean, this yeah. also sets up the trend and like without getting too much into things that happen in the future but like the solid trend of Blaine being more invested in the relationship than Kurt and not causing problems mm-hmm. yeah I know there are Kurt stands out there who are like pro Kurt anti-Blaine but like sh- show me some receipts where Kurt's more invested because what I'm seeing I mean there is- are like genuine plot lines about Kurt being like okay time to back up yeah, and uh, what I'm seeing in these two episodes here, this one and the tan hands, is Blaine trying to be like, help, the relationship in distress, yeah. assist me, and Kurt being like, no, we're good. Yeah. Like, mm, It just makes me no. sad. Like, fanfiction did that so much better. Yes, yes. And you see... Darren working really hard with the face acting in the background in this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, with some some background face acting. And I don't know if that was um, direction or if that was him feeling some feels, but it works. Because um, he doesn't get a lot of lines. So he's got to work with what he's yeah. got. Yeah. Um, His face and that lobster 
my god, Cardigan. fucking lobster curry. had to Jesus. go with. Oh my god, I literally wrote a note about that too. <laughs> it's like everything fucking sucks about this except the lobster cardigan. Yeah, <laughs> the only good thing we got. I'm a lobster cardigan. Um, but I will say, on a positive note, I did think the clan interaction, though foreboding and not obviously there were still question marks there and it wasn't handled as well as it could have. However, I did think it was really sweet, the reference to the notebook and him being like, Do you want to know how I picture the end of my life? Just like in the notebook, I'm sitting in a nursing home, talking endlessly about my high school sweetheart, my first love, going on and on about every little detail as if they matter. Only in my version, he's there with me. That's very sweet. Like, maybe that's not what blaine necessarily needed in the moment but mm-hmm. i do think it was much maybe not healthier is the right word but at least much more committed and and even as you know lofty as it is when you're in high school and you and you or even when you're just at a transition point in your relationship like i've just been there you know like you hope things are going to work out but you don't know what's going to happen but like the fact that he's thinking that far in the future like he's so secure that he's like yeah like we're literally going to grow old together like don't worry about it as much I think is very pure and maybe naive but like in the glee universe of how they write all their fucking characters who break Mm -hmm. up and get back together every episode or five Mm -hmm. like I do think that was very that was telling in the sense that like Kurt and Blaine have always been on this trajectory of like we're meant to be without them having to like weirdly hammer it into our heads like with Finchel so I I did really appreciate that as like a it just felt very them it was like a pop culture reference and something very romantic and yeah just I think spoke to like we did not know what was going to happen after this episode. And I genuinely don't think the writers did either. Like, I think mm-hmm. they were still probably, it felt very much like they didn't know who was coming back next season. They didn't know where the plot lines were going to go because they're sending one, three, five characters to New York. And obviously then the heart of the show is at McKinley. So like, it was just a lot of confusion, like a weird inflection point in the show of like, we've done this thing for this long and now we're doing something else. And we don't know what that something else is. I did like that. They were like, Clayne is going to be a steady thing. Like we don't know about anything else, but Clayne is going to be mm-hmm. like a steady thing. And I think that is something that. I mean, I mean Kurt didn't it, have any trips to Russia scheduled. So. <laughs> <laughs> god you're always bringing that back at the funniest time Manny. i'm dead um i mean it's glee so it's like it's not a promise or anything but i do feel like it was a it was an acknowledgement that it's like okay this is one good thing that we do have and we plan on keeping this one good thing Mm -hmm. at least for now and there weren't many good things that they were planning on keeping Mm -hmm. (laughs) at this point in their like show running so Right. For all the sins of R.I.B. when it comes to Clayne, like, I did appreciate that it wasn't overtly Kurt being like, well, who knows? I'm going to go to New York and who knows what's going to happen? Let's keep it chill. Like, he literally is like, I want to marry and grow old with you. And I think that's very, once again, gay couple on TV. This is really trailblazing, groundbreaking, not something that you were seeing very much. So 
I did appreciate it for what it was. Not and I can't it could have been better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, it was perfect. What are you talking about? No faults. I'm never in my life. <laughs> no faults. Um, I can't remember if there was still talk about spinoffs at this point and if that had to do with some of the writing. I wonder if it did because it really did seem the whole back half of this season was like kind of this like playing chess with who was going to end up in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like Santana might go and Rachel's definitely going and Kurt's definitely going, but um, Corey might go or like whatever. So it was very. I think in season three, they were writing with the belief that there may or may not have been a spinoff so that they needed to leave it open for some of the characters to fuck off into another show. The spinoff died, but it died while the characters' arcs were still in motion for a possible spinoff, which is why they're kind of murky. Which is I why mean, that makes sense, but yeah, it's so unsatisfying. It's very unsatisfying. Yeah. So, so if you look at if you look at season the end of season three, you can close your eyes and think, okay, there is a world where season four of Glee happens, and you continue on with the show as it is, and you can also close your eyes and see a world where half of the cast goes off into a different fucking show and does something completely different. I think they probably realized that no one was going to watch two shows. Like, are you going to watch Glee and also Glee colon New York? Cause I'm not. I mean, I definitely wouldn't, I, I would have watched what had plain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't watch the MCU cause I don't want to watch that much fucking content. Like, if you have to tell me I need to watch 36 movies to watch WandaVision, I'm not going to do it. Like, so I'm not going to watch two Glee TV shows. It's not going to happen. Okay, so another thing, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, another thing that seems to have been going on at the same time. Um, so Goodbye aired on May Russia. 2012. Um, yeah, and The New Normal started in September of 2012. Yes, that too. So it feels like Ryan got given the new normal, possibly in place of something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have talked before that Ryan Murphy gets a shiny new TV show and yes. leaves his old ugly shows behind. And we will be talking more about Ryan Murphy and things he does with TV shows in a mini episode. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. Ryan Murphy does like to give birth to a show and then um, leave it behind. So that that always works out well. He's really just like a show like sperm donor. <laughs> yes. He's just like, yeah, I did it. And like, that's it. Like, I'm done. Like, I yeah. made the thing. And like, mm -hmm. I'm fucking off now. Yeah. You raise it for 18 years. <laughs> Literally, like, like, you raise it. I don't want to. He I just leaves. I, I put my name on it. That's all I wanted. He like, leaves behind it. $250 million dollars in Netflix money as alimony. <laughs> and he just leaves it. Um. We got to talk about Finn. Yes. That we can talk about Rachel so we can end it. So I can go and have dinner. End it, I mean our lives. I'm just kidding. Um, yes. Because I'm mama hungry. No, same. Um, so Shu tells Finn about the hiding the weed in his locker. He did. I forgot about that. 
Uh, yeah, he did. Um, he comes clean. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. seasons later. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that I didn't care as much about it as I thought I might. And I think it's just because I was getting so annoyed with the episode. So yeah, we'll say it's the first time I have seen chemistry between, I'm not going to say Will and Finn because like gross. Yeah. But the actors, Mm -hmm. there's something Mm -hmm. about like when Corey tosses the something, he like throws it at, um, at Will. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, that's actually cute. Yeah, it was. It was a nice, charming little moment. But I'm, well, I guess I'm glad he confessed. Cinematography, because as soon as he says it, they focus in on the background, which says, priority one, help the children or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Do you know, I think Glee's best work is background work. Yeah, absolutely. The costume department, the prop department, and mm-hmm. just people's reactions to things is way yeah. better than anything in the script it really is it's amazing sometimes you're just like why isn't the whole show like this <laughs> but maybe it wouldn't be so good if it was um so uh wrapped into this uh, finn rachel and kurt have their uh college acceptance letters cutting to the chase finn and kurt do not get into their universities um, which is bullshit because Kurt nails his audition and Rachel hounds Carmen Thibodeau into compliance. So yep. that, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely how That's that fine. works. I also it's... loved that Rachel um, says she's going to defer her acceptance and help Kurt with his audition for next year, even though he nailed his and she fucking choked. But yeah. she's going to help him with his next audition. Like, yeah. no, I don't want your help. You suck. Yeah, really. You failed your audition. You just got in by force it, like, by she got cheating. Do-over. You had a do-over. She, yeah, she just fucking, people simped for her. Yeah. Tina simped for her. Jesse St. James simped for her. Yeah. And then Shu, of course, gave her the solo at Nationals because mm-hmm. no one else ever gets solos, ever. Mm-hmm. And so she got a fucking mulligan. Yeah. And literally, it's just like, she's so special. Like, that's really what it all boils down to. Like, she's should so special. Congressman Bert Hummel have come to the aid of his son? Okay, thank you. Like, if they had been like, it came down to your credentials, because that's what the first half of the season was about. It was like, Rachel is in 50 clubs and a leader mm-hmm. in all of them. And so Kurt is going to suffer because he didn't join that many clubs. Yeah. And he's got to win class president to even have a chance like that was the whole central drama so if it had come down to that like if it really was like oh your sat score was not good enough Mm -hmm. not that that should matter for a drama school but you know something i don't think anyone took the sats in this fucking school yeah i just skipped over that literally no 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 definitely not but it was some kind of technicality like that you know a paper i would have believed that like clearly Mm -hmm. his audition was better but if okay if nationals counts as her audition now and she had the, yeah, like she was good on paper where Kurt maybe not wasn't as good on yeah. paper. But no. All right. Yeah. Like, I hate it, but all right. <laughs> so fucking accurate. But no. Just I was fuck too. that whole scene. I remember being so upset and I was pissed again watching it. Like, I was just like, they just set everyone up for fucking heartbreak. Like, Finn 
Finn before that is like, I feel so good. I nailed mm-hmm. my audition and they don't show us the audition. So I don't really know what we're supposed to think about that. But it's like, he's literally riding fucking high. Kurt, Kurt's audition is such a triumph. Yeah. And, and, and then for what? And yeah, I yeah. hated the immediate, like it felt like it needed another episode for the fallout of that. I don't like how they mm-hmm. decided to write this because it, yeah. it's like commercial break which of course you don't get on Netflix, just hard cut into Rachel being like, I'm going to defer. Everything's fine. I'm going to get married and I'm going to defer my acceptance mm-hmm. and I'm going to help them get into yeah, their who, schools next what? year. And, and also, like, does Niata even do acceptance what? deferral? Like, doesn't that take away a spot from someone else? Yeah, like, I feel like you just made that all mm-hmm. up. Wouldn't Niata just be like, no, then you don't get in. You have to audition again. That would have been a great plan because then maybe there would have been a spot for Kurt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been funny if she's like, well, I defer. And Kurt's like, I'll take your spot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye. So, so, um, ugh, I hate that scene. Um, and, and then the, and then the only scene that's worse than that <laughs> is the next one. Uh, <laughs> like that one yes. sucks so bad. And then there's so, the finale. So now we move into... Uh, it's their wedding Uh, Rachel believes that they are going as planned into their post-graduation we're skipping graduation everyone graduates Um, they sing which would turn into the longest fucking graduation on the planet the whole graduation scene is straight fantastical nonsense it is that's not a graduation it's hard to even criticize because it's just a party yeah it's so like I'm like who staged that Like, I get it, it's Glee, but that's No one like, who's ever been to graduation. Glee, yeah, Glee doesn't veer into straight fantasy like that when it's, like, a real event, usually. Yep. But it's like, come on. Do you know how... They sing gl- fucking Bruce Springsteen Glory mm-hmm. Days? absolutely fucking not. Do you know how... Who wrote that? Do you know how boring it would be to watch people come down the aisle one oh, by God. one like that? One by one. And all out of alphabetical Out order. of alphabetical... I'm like... You would never know when your kid was coming. Just, Shut up. And it's also like, where's the rest of the Glee Club? There's literally Blaine, Tina, and Brittany yeah. on the front row right there with Shu and mm-hmm. Emma. And then where the fuck is everybody mm-hmm. else? You're saying nobody else came to graduation? Where's yeah. everybody? It, it, that scene is nonsense. And if it really pissed me off when I watched it back again. And how small is McKinley that all of the yes. parents plus the anyone else can just come into the auditorium? Just fit in the auditorium, yeah. Mm. not even like the not even like outside in the stadium like mm. mm-hmm. mm. i wonder how big mckinley is supposed we to be we have no idea that's not very big it's not there was like maybe graduating class of 75 age. i guess yeah yeah maybe that's yeah, why they can school like that where i grew up maybe so. that's why they can do the whole graduation to a three and a half minute song <laughs> and the people graduating are playing the song <laughs> i was like so how come there's still drums when finn is walking literally i thought the same thing i did i thought the same <laughs> I was thing. like wait a minute but you know what when my cousin graduated she only graduated with like 65 people and they sang a song they Ugh, did sing God, a song they so had bored. like a senior song that they all sang Boy, it was like god bless the broken road or something like that like it was <laughs> oh like God. i don't remember it was something like oh that. boy so yeah so well maybe that's it it was weird i hated <laughs> anyways and- we can skip it but i just needed to express how ridiculous and like this is glee and like that's one of the most ridiculous scenes i've ever seen <laughs> there was also no valedictorian like for all that yeah there was no well, it was just calling out names over bruce springsteen yeah. that's not a graduation mm-hmm. the and the rolled diploma <laughs> like wait a minute 
You're going to fucking roll diploma. Yes, just a roll diploma. And Emma's giving it to them for some reason. Where's the principal? I would. He was calling the names. Uh, yeah. Right? That doesn't make any sense. That's not how graduations work. It's like so many things like that. It's like, hmm, what would a normal TV writer do? They would attend a graduation, Google it, mm-hmm. interview someone. Like if they didn't remember, like you would – Ryan Murphy who, – who is it? It was Brad that wrote yeah. this one. Just fucking whatever they want to do. Just whatever. <laughs> so, moving on from graduation. Yeah. Um, from that shit show. On that shit show. Um, so, Finn picks Rachel up to go to their wedding and shows up at, I'm guessing, the Lima Amtrak station that yeah. exists that we've never seen before um, to send her off to New York against her will. Um which she's showing up to her um, wedding, by the way, in a a cute travel outfit, tangerine pea coat. Yeah, it's literally a travel outfit. Mm-hmm. Knee high socks, platform yes. heels, white in a, shift dress under a tangerine pea in coat. a Barbra Streisand travel outfit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. When it's like she has one small pink suitcase, it's like, where's the wedding dress? I was just so confused by that whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, and then surprise, there's a matching hat later on. Literally so Streisand. I was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost as if it was written. <laughs> it's almost as if it was staged and she knew the whole time. I know. So Finn has decided this for her because he is not going to let her defer her dreams. Uh, and he wants to set her free and he has also joined the army to redeem his father. And I'd, and specifically so she can't follow him. Yes, also. and so she can't follow him so that she doesn't ruin her life by not going to New York. And I just... Mm, I have so many... I don't... I, mm, there's so much about the scene that's like, who fucking wrote this? Who thought this is how people talk to each other? Or maybe it is. Maybe people do say this shit to each other, but really need to not. But it is the best acting Leah Michelle has done. The conversation they have in the car is just like one of the most like weird. Like there's been a lot of like gut punch like switcheroos in this back half of the season for some reason somebody really got like it does not really a glee thing but like they kind of made it a thing in the back half Mm -hmm. of season three um but i just can't imagine and maybe he did it on purpose because i guess finn's ultimate goal in the conversation is to break up with her in a way that she can't refute right he's like i'm going to break up with you and you can't do anything about Mm -hmm. it because this is what's best for you i've decided this is what's best for you which is fucked up in its own right oh yeah everyone loves to be told that yeah totally loves that um he's like i'm doing this for your own good what the fuck but like the fact that it's just so insult to injury that it's like she literally thinks she's going to get married which by the way they had a reception planned because earlier in the episode they were like comparing chairs Mm -hmm. You would not buy chairs if you weren't having at least a large, you would be having a reception or a large ceremony where you need to provide seating for people. So this is not a courthouse wedding anymore. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, okay, I'm kind of imagining now that they went ahead and spent the money on it because everyone was going to have a Hey, Rachel's Gone party after she left. <laughs> <laughs> We're going straight to the booze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> straight from the, 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 yeah. So, but the whole thing is just beyond the pale. Like, it just gets more and more ridiculous as the episode goes on. And then it's like, He's like, I'm dropping you off at the train station. You're going to New York. Your dads are going to meet you there. Why isn't she traveling with her dads? Mm-hmm. The f- what? Mm-hmm. I'm putting you on a train. Your dads are going to meet you there to go tour the campus and look at the or look at the dorms. Um, that's like a max four hour day. Yeah, like that's not a two month engagement. The plan is not solid. It doesn't make any sense. And, like, I know, again, it's the end of the season. Like, narrative-wise, in the writing of a TV show, it is weird Mm -hmm. that it's, like, there's a two-month gap between this episode and the next one. So we need to write in some finality here. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that. But, like, he should have been, like, I'm leaving for basic tomorrow. Like, that would have all made way more sense. There's no reason for them to say goodbye at this point. Yep. Yep. At all. No. He's like, I need to break up with you and join the army so that you'll actually go to New York. Why? Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, no, and I, I'm also, like, well, one, there's, there's no train. I don't think from Lima to Penn Station. Let's see. <laughs> um, but even if there was, if, if all they're doing is sending her with a suitcase, why didn't why didn't her dad just drive her? That's such a shorter trip. I know. Or take a plane or I just Like why why turn a 9-hour drive into like a 20-hour train ride? That's so mean. I know. Why the train? The train made no sense. An airport I think would have made more sense, but I get Wait, we glossed over the fact that the whole Glee Club is there at the train station for some reason. (laughs) Yes, they they gathered. Like she's leaving forever. She's going for like a day trip and coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. 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 She's literally coming back to Lima. They were just kind of hoping that if they gave her. She has the tiniest suitcase. (laughs) She has an overnight bag. They were hoping if they gave her a send off, she'd stay. She'd leave forever. <laughs> Never return. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> oh, I love that you're saying goodbye like that because it's making me think of Blaine's two-handed His wave. little little waities. Literally, that's the whole vibe of his like, goodbye, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. You got him and my boyfriend didn't. Yeah. Go to hell. That's or New York, what whichever Blaine one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally, Blaine's face in that whole thing is so like, mm-hmm. Mm, have fun. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Good fucking Raiden. Yeah. Bye. Literally. I hate you. <sighs> I know. The, the, yeah. I don't understand why the show loves her so much. I don't get it. That's really like the moral of Glee. Everyone loves Rachel and she is the most special person in the world when it's like you have literally mercedes santana like you literally have the most amazing talented off the wall unique people Mm -hmm. and rachel's just like the most cookie cutter she's fine 
Yeah. And like, like she could she's just like every girl at the Broadway audition. She's yeah. everyone. Which would have been a great lesson for her to learn at some point. Yeah. And she doesn't. I just don't even I don't even believe for a second that Rachel's the most special person at McKinley, let alone in the world. Like just no way. And that's Sun- that's where Zone showed up and was like, boom, I'm better. And they had yeah. to get rid of her. Literally. <laughs> to send her to Literally. a crack out. <laughs> and it frustrates me how much the show hangs their hat on that specifically. Yeah. Because yeah, this whole sequence yeah. of her getting to Niata has just been, but she's special. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Yep. Yep, you're right. That's not a good enough reason mm-hmm. to me. And yet here we are. The end of the season. Like, off she goes to New York um, with a, a, a hat box and a dream. Um, and is somehow not immediately elbowed off the sidewalk. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess her dads will show up. So, like, where is she staying? Was she just going to walk around waiting for her dads to show up? What if they get delayed? She has no questions. She just got on the plane, on the train. She just got on the train. What if, like, what if they don't show up? Like, what if there's a delay and they get stuck somewhere? Is she going to have to check into a hotel? Does she have a credit card? I don't know, man. Probably. I have questions. Uh, it's just truly nonsensical. Yeah. So so that that is where we are at the end of season three is um half of the glee club is graduating and dispersing or we don't know where they're going they are stuck or um confused rachel is disappearing into Times square never to be seen again beneath the costume of uh, a singing hot dog and uh, the show ends. <laughs> no? It's really frustrating me because I looked up the Wikipedia page to try and remember like what songs were in this episode. Because we were talking about how it's like some people sang and some people didn't. It was weird. And the fucking praise that these these reviewers always heaped upon every Rachel solo just really just makes me angry for some reason. Mm. Like I don't I think that whole last scene was so weird. I think it was so weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Weird way to end the season. Weird, like... I think it's great if you love Rachel. Yeah. And I know there are people that love Rachel. Like, there were Rachel Berry fans. But, God, like, prioritizing that one character over the entire rest of the cast when it's... Theoretically, in an ensemble. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. I think if you love Rachel, this is super exciting to see her um, off into her dreamland and about to pursue her every whim. Right? Isn't this exciting? But it's not for us. And that's the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I guess what gets me is like, maybe it's exciting, but it's like, she lost her autonomy in this this is not what she had decided i mean i I don't know i'm just really squicked out by the whole like this is what's best for you and i'm gonna force you to do Mm -hmm. it yes regardless of the intention or the outcome it's like 
I mean, I don't think you should ever give up anything for anybody, especially going from high school to college. Like, maybe leaving college, you know a little bit more. But, like, when you're 18, you don't know fucking shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you should never make any decision on college or career based on anybody else at that point because you're – you don't know anything. But – Yeah, no, yeah. He just left it in the worst way possible. He was basically like, never talk to me again is basically (laughs) the vibe. He was like, not only am I leaving you at the altar – proverbially Mm -hmm. they didn't actually make it to the altar but that's basically Mm -hmm. what's happening i'm leaving you before like on the day of our wedding Mm -hmm. what you think is our wedding also i'm joining the army never and she is so upset about that because they've revisit this is a revisit of something he wanted before and she's like what the fuck and so it's just like insult to injury to everything and it's like and I keep coming back to it's June. She doesn't even start school for two months. Like it, the whole thing is just like it. It for the it's all for the moment yes. that she's in New York. And like I get that, but oh god, the way it went about just ruins it for me. I can't get over it. It it can take two months to find an apartment in New York. So there's there's that. But I, they could have written it as like oh there's a new. New applicants, like, or campus visit day for new, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. people who have been accepted. Like, I just feel like there's a thousand other ways they could have gotten her to that moment being in New York and not just ruined everything. Like, I feel like that would, in in the real world, like, that would have permanently probably broken her trust in Finn forever. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could go back to someone who did that to me. Oh, yeah. Regardless of the intention or the outcome, it's like. I mean, it would be traumatizing. Yeah, you lied to me, you betrayed me, like, I could, I just... Would not be awesome. Yeah. Definitely. I would, uh... And they're just acting like it's NBD, but that's been this whole season, I guess. They've been acting like Rachel and Finn getting married is just, like, a teenage whim. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's no big deal versus, like... Or that it's, um, obvious that they should be getting married. Like, yes, duh. Of course they should. Like, mm, should they, though? yeah like their parents were the only ones who were i mean and quinn were the only ones who were really like don't fucking do mm-hmm. that <laughs> hmm but she says in the episode in the scene where they're looking at chairs she's like yeah i've mentioned it to my dads and they just don't really say anything but that's okay i'm just like where are you getting this money to rent these chairs mm-hmm. yeah where where from the bet on um winning nationals wasn't that where he got his money? Didn't he like oh, yeah, put the money right. on nationals and God? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, I hate that scene. Yeah, <laughs> all that to be said, it really just soured the whole episode to me. But it sucks. And that's what you missed, Longley. well but okay i do have some positive things to say about this episode whenever we get to the sum up because like the ending was just a total bummer um yes we are gonna try to it wasn't all bad (laughs) (laughs) it was just the new tagline of glee on the rocks it wasn't all bad yeah (laughs) we're working on being optimistic (laughs) as part of we are um, uh, we really got to hold on to the good. Uh, here, it's not fan service. It's a survival technique. Yes. Here at Glee on the Rocks, <laughs> we are working on a new therapy session. It's called It's Not All Bad. Yep. That's it. Uh, we'd like to present one good thing we liked about the episode and go. 
Um, my favorite thing about the episode, uh, I've been talking a lot, I apologize, is um, when the senior's saying you get what you give to the juniors. Mm-hmm. That scene got me. That got me. I teared up. I'm not going to lie. Because at the end of the song, they like switch places and they're sitting Mm -hmm. in the chairs and the juniors are out there where you sing. And I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. And it was very, it was a little emotional and it was very beautiful. And it's a, it was a good song choice, actually. Um, Sometimes they make weird song choices, but that was a really, really Mm -hmm. good one. I, uh, the, the thing I loved most about the episode was well Bert doing single ladies but the um <laughs> the consistency in like that arc between Bert and Kurt mm-hmm. I just like it's one of the few things Glee didn't ever really mess up yes like and and especially mm-hmm. given that like so many queer kids watched Glee and having like a parent storyline I mean, they did they did it like parent storylines with other queer characters like Santana, but I don't know the Curtin Burt one was just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you didn't fuck it up. Good job. Yeah, you didn't screw up, and it's something that consistently didn't screw up, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. No, that's no. It's and great. I also like seeing Carol. Yeah, Burt mm-hmm. and Carol are just I don't know. They're just good. The actual OTP. Yeah. Yes. Love it. The one who will never leave us. <laughs> we stand. But we do. We though. do. We, we do. <laughs> um, do we... Wait, you didn't say your thing that you... That didn't you I? You can't get out of it, Emily. Shit. I thought that was going to be <laughs> so smooth. Get out of it. Um, well, I really liked... Um, I will remember I'll remember um and mm. I I really liked for once we actually got some cross-cutting between Kurt and Blaine to get some reactions that was more than once in the episode to get like what are they thinking throughout this fucking episode um so I like that there was more than one of those um and then I also really liked um, Blaine giving Kurt tissues during graduation. <laughs> oh, I just thought it was a cute yeah. little, like, so yeah. stupid, but it was a cute moment. It's, again, it's like the background work is sometimes the best parts of the episode. But that's all I got for you this time. I also, um, I'll go ahead and jump into another segment. Um, I, I also really loved Kurt singing I'll Remember, and that was my favorite song from the episode. Hmm. Bye. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love that scene. Oh, 
the dedication kind of killed it for me. Anyways, <laughs> we're being positive. Um, <laughs> I think my my favorite song was "You Get What You Give." Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, you're wrong, but cool. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, and okay, the only reason there's, I'm not, there's some good ones. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I'm not saying single ladies is because he doesn't sing in it. Yes. Otherwise, it would have been single ladies because Bert. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kevin McScale. <sighs> Wait, what's your? Did you say your favorite song? Stop. I'll rem- I already said. I'll remember. Obviously. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was Roots Before Branches. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> One day we gotta rank all the Rachel Berry solos. We'll hate ourselves though. Yeah. So not today. <laughs> I'll pencil masochism into my schedule. It's it's no yeah. air for me. <laughs> um there you go. Done. I did it. I did my so homework. Do it. Sh- it's that's fine. The, oh, it's a <laughs> really bad one. All of them. Um the one she sings run, run joey run oh run joey run <laughs> run joey that one's so bad i like it it, it so actually is good. kind of good as soon as i said that i was like no but like i really do like that because it's yeah stupid. i was gonna say it's no longer i love when they go so stupid yeah good. it's not yeah. really a song at that point it's really an experience <laughs> um but yes, the Kevin McScale exists because it's an episode of Glee. But I mean, honestly, I can't even. Was he there? Was he? Um, there? He had a line toward the beginning with the "Sit down, you're rocking the boat." Oh yeah. I can't remember oh, what the yeah, line yeah. was now, but he definitely said something because I remember thinking, "Oh, he's talking. I'm gonna note that." <laughs> and then it didn't happen again. All right, so I'll put up well, like a point five for being in the yeah. sit down. You're rocking the boat. Yeah. Luckily or unluckily, Kevin, uh, not Kevin, Artie is a junior, so he'll be back. Yes. For more scenes. At least he's not getting written off the show. Mm-hmm. Um. Claim decks. But, mm. No songs, but nice scenes taught well sing, constructive scenes about their relationship yeah blaine did kind of sing back to kurt as everybody was singing background yeah. for kurt so he did like sing there was a there was a moment i mean it was, it was a decent episode for playing content yeah for sure like a seven uh, i was gonna say a five 5.5 there's so many dark days ahead of I, us i know it's just been a very long week for me already yeah. <laughs> I just like you guys. This is a good claim episode. Is the thing like just, it's gonna get so the bad. The scene made me feel bad watching it. <laughs> okay, so. all right, because okay. we know it's gonna happen. Yeah, fine. I will. I will concede to like a six. Okay. 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 I just mean there's only so many episodes left of them being like together and. <laughs> having a positive conversation <laughs> like we're running out of episodes oh, i know the breakup is like four four isn't it Shh, it's like close doesn't to the happen beginning. it's fine 
I'm like, we're staring down the barrel of a gun right now. This podcast is about to go on hiatus. <laughs> and you guys are, it literally is 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doomed. Like I honestly reject that it happened, so. I know, but we have to talk yeah. about it, so. I know. Um, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Gloria Estefan should have had a song. Yes, you said that earlier, so I stole it. I'm sorry, no, no. but that it's so true. A very kiss scene. Yes. Mm, I mean, yes. I'm just gonna reach for the stars with that one. Yep. You're you're right. You're correct, and you should say it. Um. Also, just Mercedes having her own segment. Yes. She was like so brushed aside. Cool. Um. Any quotes that we've missed? It wasn't a very quotey episode. It wasn't. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. Was it? I mean, it was mostly Does music it... or narration. Mm-hmm. Does Bird doing single ladies count as a quote? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Great. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Any any final thoughts? Oh oh wait, I did have a line. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, we talked about so many other things, but when Shu pulls out his guitar to sing at the beginning, and Quinn's like, "I really hope you're about to rap." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Sadly, no." Um, which is funny out of context, but in context, she's trying to be like, "Oh, don't make me cry with your yeah. sad acoustic mm-hmm. song," but like out of context, like just that's yeah my attitude towards shoe always yep (laughs) for sure although i don't love his song because it's like you should stay forever young like don't be a creep let people grow up you weirdo why are there two creepy songs in this episode like who writers are weirdos why did they never do vitamin c's graduation that's the question because that would have required forethought and understanding of context also the the degeneration like the glee kids are all millennials like that is the song i don't consult a millennial new podcast idea consult a millennial yeah (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you where you fucked up someone someone save the url consult a millennial i am looking forward to season four only because there will be so many new things to talk about yeah there's so many new characters we're going to have all this new content. I'm still going to be the toddler having a tantrum dragged into this season, but <laughs> you're right. It's it's time. Like we we've we've crossed the threshold now. It's like this is if we if Glee had eras, you know, mm-hmm. like the golden era is over. Like this is a new era going into season 4, like That's true. It's all and I don't remember like any of it cuz I definitely never rewatched any of it. So I've done I've rewatched some but i don't remember anymore anymore i don't think i ever did maybe once in like a binge way where i wasn't really paying attention to it's it it's going to be interesting so. what i have and haven't seen at this point like have rewatched yeah i'm excited to pick it apart with you guys cuz it's like they got all these new characters to do things with i mean personally i just can't wait for adam's apples <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> I love when Glee plagiarizes people's arrangements for things. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can talk about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Many fun things to complain about. 
in the upcoming season. I'm I'm excited to try to look for the highlights too because I think I once again those claim goggles. I was just very pissed <laughs> in general always. I mean, you are claims, right. Like but... I'm remembering how much it sucked watching then and I don't mm-hmm. have any other perspective. So, yeah. Maybe there will be all new things to watch. Yes. Enjoy. Yes, that's our um, that's going to be our upside for the end of uh, season three here is that we are going to look forward to revisiting the things that we purposely missed the first time around with our clean goggles. Yeah, there may be so many more things to appreciate. Yeah. And I do know that there's a lot of music in the upcoming seasons that I actually really like out of context. So Yeah. That's true. They have a lot of fun songs, I think, in season three. There's a lot more refocusing on the songs, Yeah, well, it's because they were getting them dollars. That's right. Yep, yep. <laughs> There's a lot of music for the, and they were getting a lot of radio play. Or, you know, Spotify stuff. iTunes, iTunes money. money. There we go. Um, so, yeah, I'm, there's some there's some interesting things that happen. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, this is the end of season three of Glee. And now we were end of a fucking era. End of an era, rolling into season four. We are halfway through. You guys, you know that means the three of us have done a whole season. We've together. done a whole season. Hello. Sparkles Aww. in the air, like throwing some confetti. Ding ding. Biodegradable. Glitter. Pew pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> it's only taken us nine hundred years. Nine hundred years. How long has it taken really? I've, like a year for the real life. Honestly, if you don't think about it, it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. If you just... I don't mind it. And they will run out. And then what will we do? Uh, we, I mean, I jump scared myself with how long we I've been doing this podcast. I, I like, know. I know. <laughs> season three. If you... <laughs> there's always other shows to fall under the fandom yeah. on the rocks umbrella. So it's fine. Hey, we should do one about Supernatural. Hey, yeah. We should probably watch some hey, more that's episodes. a great idea. Wow. Join us on our other podcast, Supernatural yeah. on the Rocks, where there are 15 fucking seasons of TV. But in one more episode, we will have caught up season-wise with Glee on the Rocks. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You're cheating, though. You're only doing one season of yeah. an episode. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, great. So thank you for listening um, to this episode and to uh, all three seasons. Um, you can catch us on the internet, obviously. Um, you can find us at a local bookstore, um, the library. None of this is true. Or is it? <laughs> have we written out the podcasts and hidden them in libraries? Maybe we have. Who knows if you don't find independent out. Independent coffee shops. Independent coffee shops. We may just be sitting in independent yeah. coffee shops around the country um, reading the podcast out loud, waiting for yes. people to come sit down with us could be true you don't know if you don't find out please come visit us we're we're sad and lonely (laughs) um so wear a fucking mask god please delta variant on the rocks um if you want to support the pod you can find us at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks if you don't want to do that also chill um, and you can find us on social media pretty much anywhere you can think of except um, Omegle, because I don't know what that is. Um, it's just a word that I've heard, and I don't know what it does. You didn't do Omegle back in the no con- day? We can make a mini episode about No this. concept of what it is. I've just heard the word. Uh, is that the one where strangers show you their dicks? It could be. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, all right. So maybe no, we. Wait, that was chat. That was chat. Roulette. I was just saying, isn't that chat roulette? I thought that was yeah. chat roulette. Omega was like the same oh. thing. Oh, okay. Well, that's not nearly yeah. as exciting. Like that's just all right. I was like, that's chat roulette. That's what that is. Um. So don't find us there. We won't be there. Um. Unless. Unless we are. Who knows? You have to find out. Um. Like, subscribe, fall. I don't fucking know. Um, do all the podcasting things. Do all the podcast things that you already know how to do because you are grown ass adults and you have heard these before. And that is what you missed on season three of Glee. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.